Good to see everybody today. God bless you. Good morning, New Life family, and all to the New Life family online. Thank you for being with us online as well. We have several families out. It's holiday season. School's let out, and we're encouraging everybody to enjoy one another, do lots of things together, be together. Amen. Take advantage of the season and love on one another. Amen. Notice something coming up here, first of the month, January, 21 days of prayer and fasting. We, we, we make that fun around here because, really, it's pushing something back to give him more room in. And every one of us knows some things we need to push back on. And it's just healthy to do so in more ways than one, spirit, soul, and body. Amen. So we do these things on purpose yearly for you guests that are here. Amen. We, we choose to do these 21 days of prayer and fasting twice a year. And we do have a good time. We have fun. Amen. And if you ever join with us on it, you'll see, oh, my goodness, why would I want to miss that? Amen. We're together. We're encouraging one another. Life comes. Amen. In waves, when we do things intentionally, amen, that promote him being our source. Amen. And so that's what we've been talking about here for the last couple of weeks. This is our third week on blessing or blesser. Which one is it? All right. What, what, what are we going after? The blessing or are we going after the blessor? Amen. And so today we're going to be talking about embracing the moment and to help you out embracing him in the moment is huge embracing the moment this very moment that we're in amen and so to you that will join us in the 21 days of prayer and fasting let the lord talk to you between now and the first of the year about what it is you need to push back on and make room for him in might be social media it might be current events. It might be food. And I'm a foodie. And for some, it might be coffee. I don't know. Whatever it is that you need to push back on, amen, and make room for him, you'll be surprised what will come in return for the little effort that we make to make room for him. And he always gives us what we need to empower us to do just that. Amen. Have you ever needed something you didn't have? Just pause for a minute and think about that. You were in a place where you knew that you needed something that you didn't have. And you knew you needed it bad. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? And what if our great designer, our, the architect of the universe, God himself purposed that you have this thing that you're missing, that you really need badly. Amen. And I found out the older I get, amen, I need him more than I ever thought I needed him. He wants us to have fulfillment. He wants us to be full of joy, testimonies, 
Amen. He wants us to be so charged with conversation about, look what the Lord is doing. Look what my daddy is accomplishing, and I get to be with him and watch him do it. Matter of fact, he's using us if we'll let him. That word using is not a bad, it's not a good word in our society. Don't, nobody likes to be used, right? But our father, our daddy has set it up to where he can't accomplish his greatest desire apart from our availability. He needs you and me. And regardless of what thoughts that you entertain, and some of us have had experiences, anybody can raise your hand on that, we've had experiences that creates thought processes. Pain creates an idea, a theory. Circumstances in life form certain mindsets in our hearts, and we begin to promote something we don't want to promote. Don't even realize we're doing it. And we're worrying, we're fretting, we're doubting, we're full of unbelief. And we're blocking the one that's just so in love with us because we won't let him work through us his glory. Amen. And so, every passing moment, I've become to realize that I can't make it without him. I'm going to drop the proverbial ball. It's going out of bounds. But he's so merciful, he'll let me take it and try it again. He'll encourage me to get up through someone, amen, to shake it off and let's go at it again. And he's so good at encouraging us not to quit because he won't quit on us. Anybody ever felt like quitting? Felt like you didn't? Felt like you wanted to be around much longer? And the very fact that you can breathe right now is God's mercy and grace at work. That you can move around and have your being is him saying, will you let me? I'm ready to show myself strong through you. And yet the experiences that create the thought processes and the mindsets are still there, and he wants to help us be set free from them. Amen. You know, the Scripture says in Matthew and in Mark, the first chapters, that the Holy Spirit, and by the way, God is a spirit, and he's holy too. Anytime God deals with man, he refers to himself as Holy Spirit. That's how he deals with man. He's the comforter. He's the advocate. He's the mediator. Amen. Between heaven and earth. And Jesus, the person of God, baptizes everybody that will let him with his spirit and fire so that he can have another person. That can be like him. So I ask you the question today. The Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and she conceived. And she gave birth to a son. Oh, I know that passage, Pastor. I will I agree with that. Yeah, we all know about the Virgin Mary and the, and the Son of God. But what if 
what if that is a type and shadow of something greater? Something to do with the thing that you need that you don't have. Well, we all need Jesus, right? I've got, I'm getting drained. What if what happened to Mary in flesh is a type and shadow of what happens when Jesus comes and baptizes in spirit and fire? And he overshadows everybody that will let him. He's not going to force his way into a relationship with anybody. He's waiting on us to open up and receive him. He will not force himself into our lives. But if we let him overshadow us and let him put the seed of his truth in us, what's going to happen? Kind of like what happened to Mary. You know, did y'all know that Mary, the mother of Jesus, was part of the 120 that were filled with the spirit and fire? Did y'all know that? Yeah, go read it. It's in your book called the Bible. Jesus baptized the one that gave birth to the person with spirit and fire because, you know, she had Jesus on the inside for only nine months and she needed to get him back on the inside. Well, when you say it like that, okay, okay, I'm tracking with you now. She needed to be empowered too. She, you know, she didn't get a free pass because she was the mother. No, she needed peace and joy too. She needed fulfillment too. She needed to be made in his image too. And so when we're baptized with spirit and fire, what's happening is the very seed of the Holy Spirit, which is the creator of all the universe, God is planted in us, and Paul says, until Christ is formed in us, and we become to the earth the manifested sons of God. That's what Paul said. And so Paul is also challenging Jude, amen, stir up your most holy faith. Stir it up, holy faith. Well, how do I have holy faith? I have an ear that can hear what the Spirit is saying. Faith comes by hearing. I'm telling every one of you here today that I can't prove anything to y'all, but he can. So I didn't come here to prove a point to you. I come here to let you know what's going on in my life and how that he is being formed in my spirit and to tell my spooky stories and let you know about the guy that I deal with in the mirror that wants to have it his way. And I've learned that God will help me deal with the guy in the mirror and keep him in check if I let him. But if I choose to, I got it, God. I'll let you know when I need your help. I always stumble and fall and mess up and goof up and drop the ball. Amen. And so stir up your most holy faith. Tune in for station identification. Tune in. And train your ear to hear your inner ear. Not this ear, the inner ear. It's where you get breath. It's where all of a sudden life enters in and you know what you can't explain, but you're enjoying the presence of God. And he's planting seed in you intimately. What if the baptism of spirit and fire 
is him being intimate and revealing himself by way of his love. What if that's what that is? What if being baptized with God's Spirit is us coming together intimately in covenant and becoming his womb by which his word is manifest? What if that's the potentially the case? Amen. I'm not here to give you a Bible study. I'm here to encourage you to know that you're powerful and God is passionate about you and that he he sees everyone in this room. He sees everyone that's online, all the families that are out enjoying one another today. He loves them being together. He loves us being together in this moment because what he can do with our agreement is wow. Amen. And so, does anybody need more faith? Everybody should know you need more faith. Stir up your most holy faith. Praying in the Spirit. And where does, where does this Spirit unction, where does this begin? Where we let Him, the baptizer, come and baptize us intimately with an experience of His love. Oh, and all of a sudden, we're in fellowship with our lover, amen? Our Creator, our God, our Father. He's everything to us. And by way of that overshadowing, we begin to manifest as his children, as his sons. Amen. Enemy don't like this message today. I'm going to read you a few passages that's going to help help you. Amen. When When it comes to building your faith, why don't I have faith? Why don't I say everything that I hear him say? Amen. And he's talking right now to everyone in this room. Only few are going to choose to tune in and become his mouthpiece. But everybody in this room, everybody in this world can do it. And he's after everybody with the same passion. Would you all agree with that? That he don't treat one better than the other? He is no respecter of persons. It don't matter where you've been, what you've done, what you've been a part of, how the enemy's lied to you about failure and regret. He can take that and make a stepping stone out of it for his glory and pull many more people out of the same pain that you've suffered because you become available to him. Just because the enemy's trying to stop you from believing that he wants to be that intimate. He's masterful at his Building doubt, fear, unbelief, regret, shame, guilt. He just keeps all those dark adjectives into our lives and getting us to see ourselves less than who God says we are. Amen. Two things that hinder my flesh in God. Amen. My faith, rather, in God. Two things that stop me from hearing 
and blocks his very word to my spirit. And one is self-will. Anybody know what self-will is like? Amen. When you love yourself more than Jesus loves you. Or, or rather, you love yourself more than you love Jesus. You know, I am well versed on good and evil. Anybody there? I know what good is and I know what evil, so I got it. And that's when you know that you're in trouble automatically because, amen, I'm better than that person. If they go to heaven, I know I'm going to heaven. Anybody ever done that before? And so it is, self-will, which promotes one thing that's painful, and that's called dull ears, or rather uninteresting hearing, uninteresting hearing. I'm not interested in hearing what daddy has to say. I think I got it figured out. The fruit of knowledge of good and evil is more attractive than life. That's having dull ears. Amen. Hard to hear. So I tune my ear into an unholy voice instead of the holy voice of God. Amen. And so how can we increase our faith? I want to read to you in Luke chapter 17, verse 5. Begins, it begins this way. Luke 17, the apostle said to the Lord, show us how to increase our faith. That was their question. Show us how to do this. And the Lord answered, if you have faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, may you go be uprooted and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. When a servant comes in from plowing, dealing with all kinds of different souls, I want you to catch that because God types souls as people. You got four types. You got the stony ground, that's the offended group, and their spirituality is about that deep. Then you got the thorny ground, whereas their, their roots go pretty deep, but it gets choked out by all the thorns, amen, and their, their growth is stunted. They can't really produce any fruit. Then you got the wayside ground where it's traveled. It's hard. It just You can't even get grass to grow on it. It's traveled so much. That's the religious group that think they got God figured out. And then you come across some good soul here or there. And that soul has the potential to produce 30, 60, 100-fold good fruit. And so you got this servant, Jesus says. He's been toiling all day in the fields and or taking care of the sheep. Anybody ever taken care of sheep before? Tending sheep can be taxing, can be challenging, can get emotional. Because Jesus likens you and me as sheep. He's a great shepherd, right? Everybody agree? Can sheep be hard-headed? I'm one. Will sheep give him trouble to deal with? What servant to his master is tending the sheep, taking care of the fields? I want to give you an illustration here. They, they've got a video. I hope they've got it set up. That'll give you an illustration of what sheep can do. You got it? If you don't have it, that's okay. We'll move on. You got it? Good deal. Here's what sheep can do. 
get stuck, don't we? And right after I get stuck, Jesus, Jesus said, when a servant comes in, tending the sheep, tending to the fields, does his master say, come and eat with me? No. The master will say that. He says, prepare my meal, put on your apron, and serve me while I eat. Then you can eat later. And does the master thank the servant for doing what he was told to do? Of course not. In the same way, when you obey me, you should say, we are unworthy servants who have simply done our duty. Now, I got to pause in a minute because they asked the question, Lord, increase our faith. And he gives them a parable. That's like, really? You telling me, now how in the world am I going to increase my faith and I've been out dealing with people all day, working fields with offended attitudes and people with spirituality about that deep. And you want me to come in and, and then put my apron on and cook for you and feed you? And I'm, 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 trying to, I'm trying to come from a logical standpoint and observing so I could let y'all know I understand when you read that, if you don't have an ear to hear, you will be offended. And so I'm tuning my ear in. I said, now, Lord, you are giving us a parable after the question of, Lord, increase our faith. And he says, yeah. And so I'll be able to hear it. Look, if you read the Bible and you don't have an ear to hear, you're going to get some messed up theology. If you read the Bible and have a private interpretation of it based on the idea of your idea of good and evil, you're going to mess your life up. And the Lord said to me, he said, son, if you'll think about what I've done for you for a moment. And that's all he had to say. When I caught the utterance in my spirit, you want your faith to increase? Consider what I've done for you. Embrace me, son, in the moment. And you're not by yourself in the fields. You're not by yourself tended to the sheep. You're not by yourself fixing for me. I'm with you the whole time. And the only reason you can even do anything is because I love you and I gave everything for you. And when you begin to embrace me in the moment, son, that's how you increase your faith. Because you can't tend to any sheep and be effective without me. You can't plow the field and get the soul ready to produce anything without me. You can't even put a dish together without me. And when you catch this, you will say, I have done what is my reasonable service. Did you know it's our reasonable service today to enjoy life that's abundant? 
peace that passeth understanding, joy that's unspeakable and full of. Anybody want that in your life all day long, every day of the week, 365 days out of the year? Is that what you want? Can you provide any of that on your own? You can try, but you're going to get in trouble, and you're going to get more offended and more offended until you can't even hear him speak. But God can provide that every moment of every second of every day. He just won't do it unless we stay with him in the moment. God is everywhere all the time at the same time. I like adding that. But you're the apple of his eye. You're the object of his affection. You're the reason he gave every drop of blood, amen, so that he could redeem you back into life by way of an experience of life called his spirit and fire, intimate. He did that for the purpose, amen, of you and I enjoying him in the moment. Did you know he wants me and you more than we want him? He loves intimacy. He loves passion. His heartbeat is you. And so he chose that his focus would be on you every moment, every present moment. Well, one of these days I'm going to live for Jesus. One of these days I'm going to do something for God. But I just got to get things, you know, in order. I got to get straightened up here and... You know, as soon as I'm ready, Lord, you can count on me. He's not looking for that. He's looking for you right where you are in the mess you're in with all the thought processes that you are entertaining out of the experiences that are so unfair in life. He wants you with all the baggage. But he only do it in the moment. He's not going to plan a time with you when y'all decide together to do it. No. He wants you now. Amen. Would y'all agree with that? God wants me now. And so, how many professed believers are there today that want to walk with Jesus that don't even realize that they are in spiritual debt. They don't have a clue that they're indebted and they're going to have to pay all that debt off. Amen. One way or the other, they have to do that. I want to read you in Matthew 5, 23. Those who embrace Jesus in the moment, are always making sure their spiritual debts are paid in full. Guess when they pay their spiritual debts in full? In the moment. You stay paid up. Isn't it awesome that we got that kind of a daddy that makes sure we don't owe nothing if we'll hang out with him? But if we're not hanging out with him, we get in debt pretty bad. With him, it's possible. Without him, I don't like nobody. Y'all think about it. Why did you have to go that fast with it, Pastor? Because we want to call it out. 
without him, you're going to get offended by everybody because everybody's uniquely different on purpose. And you can put a mask on and act like everything's okay, but it's not okay. The moment you get a twitch or mm, debt just started. Does anybody bother you? You might have some spiritual debts you need to pay off for the services over the day. Is that okay? Anybody want to pay your debts up? Amen? Let me read this to you. So then, if you are presenting a gift, Matthew 5, 23, somebody said, man, pastor is actually reading scriptures today. It's necessary because we want to make sure we get in the moment and the Lord's the one say what I'm reading to you, he said it. If you're presenting a gift before the altar and suddenly in the moment you remember a quarrel you have with a fellow believer. Now we're not, we're not even talking about sinners that hadn't come to Christ. Now we're talking about brothers and sisters. Leave your gift there in front of the altar. Come on, we, come on, we will get in the moment. We want Jesus. All of a sudden, Lord, I, I need you right now in the moment. Uh-oh, I got a problem. He wants me in the moment, but I got to tend to something. And he wants to go with me and attend it. Okay, you caught me in the moment, son. All right, here's what we're going to do in the moment. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to go over there to the one you don't like with you and help you deal with it right now because it's going to affect our intimacy. It's going to affect what I've got planned to do to get my glory. So I, got I need you to go over here and deal with this and let me get this glory. Pay the debt. It's Jesus talking right now. Leave your gift. You, 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 you can't even give him what you want to give him yet, but you can't offer it up because you're blocked. This is what he says. Then after you have reconciled, come. In other words, he wants you to go and apologize to the one you've, who, who is offended. And maybe you're offended with them. And after you've been reconciled, come to the altar and present your gift. It is always better to come to terms with the one who wants to sue you before you go to trial. Well, they wouldn't sue in me. No, but the enemy, the adversary, the accuser of the brethren has right to put you in jail. Did y'all know that? That he stands before God as the accuser of the brethren day and night. And he's been given liberty for anyone that allows themselves to be offended with somebody. He has charge over you now. He's the Lord of your life. Oh, by the way, Jesus said this. You will serve one of two masters. You can't serve both of them, but you will serve one or the other. You will hate the one and love the other. You will despise the other and you'll be devoted to the other. You can't serve God and money too. In other words... Blessing or the blesser? Which one are you going to go for? If you're going for the blessing and you need more things, more blessing, that's a signal you're not after the one who is the blesser. Get the blesser and all the kingdom comes with it. 
But as long as you're going after it, you might think you own it. And if you're thinking you're an owner, that's leaven. That's a lie. There's only one who owns it, and it's our Father. We're inheritors. We're sons. Amen. We're his ambassadors. We're his representatives. Amen. And the enemy knows that if I can get you kind of tweaked with somebody else, I automatically, I'm automatically in debt, spiritual debt. He says this, goes on. Or you may be found guilty by the judge and he will hand you over to the officers, which is the enemy, who will throw you into prison. Believe me, you won't get out of prison until you have paid the full amount. Amen. How many moments have we missed to bring glory to Jesus when we remained offended because I didn't do anything wrong? They're the one in error, not me. Anybody ever been there before? Yeah. Or, hey, they deserved it. They'll get over it. Grow up. And that's, you can almost do a Bible study on that, can't you? But the attitude is not his attitude. The nature is not his nature. It represents nothing of his character. It opposes Christ being formed in me. It opposes the reality that I'm actually, a, no, I'm still a, ch a child that needs to be on milk, need my diapers changed and burped, and here I am, 60 years old, fighting to have it my way at Burger King. Right? And so, no moments are missed by the Holy Spirit. No moments are missed by the Holy Spirit. Not one moment is missed. He sees everything. And he's not there to beat us up over failure to meet, amen, the objective. No, he's there to keep reaching, knocking, long-suffering, knocking at my door. Anybody can feel the presence of God. Anybody can. You can turn your heart that way, and you'll feel it. Whoa, man. Some of you came in today, and you, whoo. But that don't mean he's in his house. The presence of God is just simply the evidence that he's knocking on the door, won't in. The evidence that he's in the house is when good fruit starts showing up. Pastor, why you got to be so blunt about it? Right? The evidence that my daddy is in the house shows up when I start walking like him and talking like him, and I won't get out of sync with him because I'm staying with him in the moment. I walk in the spirit so that I don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Is that true? And this message is a message of hope to you today. God's not asking us to win this thing. He's already won it. He's not asking anybody in this room to fix anything. He's already waiting on us to let him fix it himself. Only he can bring us to that place where all glory is his, and we all say in unison, look what the Lord has done. He's not asking anybody in this room to be a good person. There you go, Pastor. You done said, you, boy, something, something wrong about your preaching. Yeah, and that's what religious spirits say. 
There's only one good, and it's God. So why are you trying to be a good person? And the more you try to be a good person, the more stupid you do. Is that true, ladies and gentlemen? Look, I'm going to do it. There was a time, y'all, that I was so offended, and you've heard my story, but the Lord revealed something else about my story to me this week that I wasn't aware of. You ever try to do good and try to do it right, and you just, ugly just keeps coming? Stupid, like, what in the world did I do to them? Man, I'm here to be a blessing and serve them. I'm not asking anything from them. And, man, they just kind of throwing knives in the back and all kind of stuff, you know. And the Lord's allowing it. Like, like, like you know, he done his servant Job. I'm not calling myself Job, y'all. But he opens up things to let stuff happen so that we can be purged, made, perfected, grow, become mature. Get over whining and bickering and fussing. Woe is me. Everybody's being mean to me. He wants you to get there so you can find out something about yourself that you need to know. And to find out something about him that he sees in you that you need to be aware of. And I got so offended, I couldn't. And, and still, the, what's interesting is he was still loving on everybody. The call he gave me, he ain't repenting of it. He ain't repenting of it one time. Yeah. And then anointing, man, it's just, then when I'm through with the encouraging other people, I'm just beat up. It's like, what is the deal here? How is it? Man, I'm looking for somebody else to minister to because I can feel God and he would love on them. And, and then in the moment I wasn't with somebody, I'm, and I didn't know that I was in spiritual debt. And I had agreed with a lying spirit that I hadn't done anything. It's on them. They're probably going to go to hell if they don't straighten up. You know what I'm talking about. And that, that religious spirit will t convince you. But I, I, apart from when people are around and God just doing what he does because he don't repent of the gift he, and the calling on our life, he still works. I'm not doing good. And I'm having battles and I'm dealing with stuff that's like generational curses. and oh man, And I don't have no clue. It's because I got an issue with people that God loves that are doing stupid stuff. They ain't right. But that's not the point. It ain't about them not doing right. It's about God getting my heart. And I fell on my face because I found out I needed something I didn't have. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, God gave me, when I got broken before him and I cried out, and as Paul said to Jude, stir up your most holy faith. 
praying in the Spirit. It's then that he came and he showed me and he gave me an experience that I didn't have. Oh, I was born again in 1974. I told him this morning, 200 years ago. Back when America was discovered. <laughs> and I've had experiences since the new birth that kept me and helped me grow. And I'm in pastoring and, and I'm realizing something ain't right. And that spiritual debt, I'm really, I got, and I'm going to have to pay every cent. And the Lord will just wait and let me stay in jail if that's what I want to do. Because bless God, I'm right and they're wrong. And just stay in prison. But you will pay every cent. And when he gave me an experience of what he had done for me, when he showed me what he went through for me, and I could hear him say it, I did it for you, son, will you do it for me? When I got that and I saw and I experienced, all of a sudden, the fields are not a problem. The sheep ain't a problem. My brothers are not a problem. I'm the problem. I let my ears get dull. I let self-will because of my measurement of good and evil take over. I was set free like a butterfly from a cocoon. And I could easily go and tend to the problem and went to my brothers and sent letters and sent gifts. And those brothers reciprocated not long after and repented for ever being a problem. I didn't mention the problem. I just mentioned that I had an offense. And I was repenting to them for holding them captive. I wasn't doing it for them. I was doing it for daddy. I was serving him. And I was letting him get what he deserved so that I could sit down and enjoy the best. And I did what was my reasonable service. Blind Bartimaeus. Everybody read that story? Yeah, Blind Bartimaeus. He had some experiences that were not fair. He went blind around the age of five, according to the theologians. Five years old, going blind, that's not cool. And he's now serving as a beggar. Experiences that create mindsets, thought processes. And that's all he knows is the life of a beggar and all the pain that comes with it. Anybody feel like you're begging? Feel like you're blind? But blind Bartimaeus, that's what his name, they called him blind Bartimaeus. That was his identity. Somebody said something about Jesus and what Jesus was doing in the region. And he heard the good news of Jesus. 
And he made a decision. Yeah, I'm going after it. And he had already purposed in his mind because he heard about him. And he postured himself, kind of like we can do. If you feel after me, Jesus says, I'm not far from my temple. I will suddenly come to it. Just by feeling, feel, feel. And so he could hear Jesus is close by on this day. Oh, that's on now. He'd already made his mind up. The experiences and the thought processes, the mindsets of yesterday ain't holding me down. And he started with a loud voice, Jesus, thou son of David, how mercy. Boy, he went off. And the group around him, people, people, said, shut up. Calm down. Stop it. He didn't let them offend him. He got louder. And Jesus is letting him do this to talk to us about how we can increase our faith. And he got the louder. And he got more boisterous about it. Uh-uh. I'm getting. I'm getting you, Jesus. You're here in my moment. I found you. I'm getting you. And Jesus stopped. Didn't go to him, but called for him. A blind man sitting, begging. Jesus didn't go to him. He's showing us something. That blind man stood up and threw his identity away, that cloak that identified him as a beggar. He threw it away. And he listened. He couldn't see him, but he could hear him. And he let, we went to where he could hear him and got up there to him. And Jesus said, what can I do for you? Just like he's wanting to do for everybody in this room. I got you now. Oh, I want to see. Go. Your faith is what is healing you right now. Are y'all catching this? Your faith is making you whole right now. Go. And his eyes open. Guess what he does? He stays with Jesus and he follows him from that day forward. He realized, I got the blesser. I get the kingdom with the blesser. What if, what if, in Acts chapter 2, when all 120 received the overshadowing of the Spirit, that's telling us about how sons are born, how sons are developed, that that thing, Spirit and fire, called the promise, is what we need that many don't have. You can feel it, but do you have it? This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on all. I will overshadow all flesh that allows me. Don't stop there in Acts chapter 8. Simon the sorcerer ain't wanting to buy the healings and the miracles. I mean, blind eyes are being opened. The lame are walking. The dumb are speaking. 
He ain't offered one cent to buy that. But when he sees the overshadowing or the outpouring of God's Spirit, I'll buy that. What was he seeing? What had him so intrigued about the Spirit of God that he would buy that and not all the miracles that went with it? What about chapter 10? And all the Jews that were with Peter, they called them the uncircumcised, or the circumcised that were with Peter, were in an uncircumcised house, filled. And they watched, and, and as Peter spake, the Holy Spirit fell on all in the house. And they were filled with the Spirit. What did the what did the group that came with Peter see? The same thing that the multitude, multitude saw in Acts 2. The same thing that Simon saw in chapter 8. They're seeing in chapter 10. What about the apostles of John in chapter 19? When Paul said, oh, you believe in Jesus? Yeah. Well, have you... Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? We hadn't even heard. Well, let me tell you, what were you baptized unto? Are y'all tracking? They'd already been baptized in the judge's baptism, not good enough. Took them down in the name of Jesus. And when they come up out of the water, all 12 of them were filled with the Spirit. For they heard, they saw, Embracing Jesus in the moment. Is anybody here today that's in spiritual debt? You need your debt to be paid off? You can't pay it without him. You cannot do anything without him. Zilch, nothing but mess up some more. Go deeper into spiritual debt. You can do that. But with him, all things, immediate payoff right now. All things are possible. He's an advocate. He is the lawyer of all lawyers. If the world would catch on to that and lawyers would get a hold of that, you know, tracking? He can take care of it right now. Could we all stand? In our memorial service yesterday, y'all, I had spent some time to prepare to give away some good words to a precious lady on behalf of a precious lady to a precious family, Jesse and his family. And the song came on. I can only imagine and you know, like that song. It's an awesome song. Matter of fact, I looked over at Sean, and he was like singing word for word, not missing them. And it was my turn to come up, and the Lord spoke to me. He says, I don't want you imagining no more. He says, 
I want you to stand in my presence now. I don't want you to be an imagination no more. I want you to worship me now. I want you to know that you're my house and you can let me in now. And man, it's hitting me. And all of a sudden, my notes don't mean nothing now. He said, I want you to tell my kids. I don't want you to have to imagine no more. It's time to experience me now. In the moment, embrace me. All impossibilities become possible when we get into the moment. You know how powerful you are of all of God's creation? He sets you at the center of his heart. And that everything that he wants to do is waiting on your decision to embrace him in this very moment. Pastor, I think I may, you know, in the next couple of months, I'll be ready. Don't work that way. By God's grace, in a couple of months, he'll meet you there, wherever that is you choose. But guess what? When you get there, it'll have to be in the moment. And you'll realize that you could have had it way back here. But God will take advantage of all the pain and all the experiences that created thought processes and mindsets that were religious. He'll take all that stuff that piled up and he'll use you mightily. And you'll love on people like he loves them. See, he takes advantage of what we give him. But if you realize today that you need something that you don't have, you don't have to leave without it. To the guests that are here, Amen. If you need to leave, you're welcome to be dismissed, but we're going to spend some time in the moment with our hearts open to let Jesus come and do what he does best, and that's get intimate with us. Baptize us with spirit, his spirit, and with passionate fire. He loves a passionate relationship where we just can't get enough of one another. That's what daddy wants from his kids. That's what our husband wants from his bride. Passion. Are we ready to let him have passion with us? If we'll go there, you can forget everything else. He'll take care of the rest. The angels are on assignment. Quit trying to do angels work. Let's give the angels what they've been assigned to do and stop trying to do their job for them. And just be the bride of Christ. Be the sons of God. Anybody ready? I'll pray for you if you'll let me. Amen. God bless you for being here today. Could we move forward? Did you really get deeper in God? Let's move forward and come to the front. Everybody that will. And just as you come, step into the moment with him. Nobody else is here but you and daddy. You and Jesus, just you and him right now. God bless you.